0: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. What if we did a Timeline Scavengers episode where we go through the MCU and historical order scene by scene until the end of time?
0: Well, I would say we could do that in this timeline right now. And I would like to introduce you, James uh, Anderson, my uh, co-host, and the rest of our fans, to Bone Kicker number three, welcome back to the show, James. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. I hope we don't talk about bone kicking or bone licking for 60 minutes again. But well, if we do, who knows?
0: Well, I did just ruin that. But never fear, <laughs> let's,
2: because let's just break. see where it goes. It's fine. Yeah, who, It'll work out. Who knows? Out. Absolutely, kicking and licking.
0: <laughs> that that honestly sounds like a shirt that you would find sold at like a pier. Like, oh, interesting. I was P-I-E-R. thinking at like
1: a uh, at like a um, like a country like a like a uh, Merle Haggard concert.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was thinking like any kind of place that has like touristy shirts that doesn't actually have to do with the area. Oh, then so you like mean sticks. like sticks?
1: Right, right. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah,
0: where they're like licking and kicking Ocean City, and you're like, what? You're like, how does that? What does that have to do with anything? You know,
1: uh, everything. Uh, local to do with league. everything.
0: There are so many shirts that I've seen at like Myrtle Beach that are like beach time Myrtle Beach, and you're like. That has nothing to do with Myrtle Beach. You could put that about any beach. Add something about your city, please. And they're just like, nah. They're like, it's five o'clock somewhere, Myrtle Beach. And you're like, okay. Um, but you know what time it is for us? What Not time five is o'clock. It? Oh. It's what if time. Yay. Previously on Timeline Scavengers. Uh, Hey, we don't know what happened, but we fought to the last guy. Obviously not. Kapoom. <clears throat> All right, commercial break. After these messages, we'll be right back. What if episode 101 starting at 1533 and ending at 1650? So we see the Hydra Castle, and then Captain Carter and this so-called Hydra Stomper are wreaking havoc. The Fuhrer demands your presence in Berlin. Uh, I wrote this in a weird way. I should have put this... I should have worded this slightly differently, but I did write barks a Nazi soldier uh, completely as its own sentence, which is very weird. Um, Red Skull admires part of the wall that they got in Tonesburg. And he says, demands, demands, does he? But a god does not answer to a man. He goes, "A God, you, you lost the Tesseract and now you play with metal trinkets. And for a brief moment, he starts to get mad, but then he smiles instead and he says, I would not expect a creature of your limited capacity to understand. Soon the true champion of Hydra shall be summoned from beyond the stars. My champion. Yours? How dare. Di- I don't know why I did a British. <laughs> Boom. Schmidt fires <laughs> a his gun. Please, into the belly sir, of can the I
1: have some Hydra champion?
0: Please, sir, I have some Hydra, please. You want some Hydra? Well, take a bit of a gunshot to the belly, I don't know. Um, to the tummy. Uh and that's what happens, so he shoots a guy in the stomach, his compatriots are surrounded, and they all give up. As the man bleeds out, Schmidt removes his mask to reveal his red skull. The man whispers out, The third Reich and Schmidt tells him the third Reich will fall and Hydra will rise from its ashes. And then, of course, you know, Hail Hydra. Because um, I feel like that's just something that, like, from now until the end of every scene of, like, What If or Captain America, if it's a Hydra-based scene, you can probably bet that there is at least one Hail Hydra in there somewhere.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's it's kind of their goodbye at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. they're Like, the scene's ending and we're letting you know by going, Hail Hydra, Hail Farewell, Hydra. Hydra. Okay, uh, so uh, let me bone kick it over to the two Jameses to say, what are your thoughts on this
1: scene? I have one sentence of thought and then one not sentence of thought. Uh, I'll do the not sentence first. I have, when you were like, they're in, I think I think this is Castle Kraken. Uh, uh-huh. And that probably doesn't have anything to do with anything. And they're looking at the wall, and I never put the two and two together that this is not where the wall started out. I never Mm -hmm. have put that together. So that is a fun bit of revelation for me about the general plot of this episode. And then specifically, also me missing a huge bit of plot, I wrote, he just shoots the guy, period. Oh, my God, of course, period. He doesn't have the Tesseract, LOL. Um, (laughs) Because I was like, you have... We have microwaves. Um, You have the blue, you know, pew pew laser. Why are you shooting him with actual bullets? And then I realized why that was. So, both of my things are I can't follow plots. So, other better James, what's going on?
2: New James? (laughs) New James. You're James Classic. It's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't expect you to be up on all the hip new lingo. Right. Uh, Castle Kraken is great because you can just walk in and be like, hey,
1: what's Kraken? And then
2: you get shot. I like that
1: character. I
2: would love Um, to see that character physically step in. (laughs) I made literally no notes except that it is not Hugo Weaving. It's Russ Marquand replacing Hugo Weaving. I I
1: get to do another Avengers ensemble for the same character, just like I did for uh, Cap. Righteous. Oh, is Uh, this the first
0: time that we've covered (laughs) him talking in this oh, because he is in one other scene, but we cut it, right? Because yep. yep. it's the same exact scene.
1: Okay. Right. Although, who sense. knows? Maybe they were removing the wall and I just didn't notice. That's entirely No, they, so they but, didn't okay. show that
0: in, okay. in that moment.
2: Yeah, um, I haven't watched this whole episode since it aired originally. So, right. yeah. Eight months, a year, however long it's been. And so, yeah, like all I know of this episode is this, uh, what, minute, this, minute yeah. and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And all I really remember is future stuff nothing previous yeah. to this so
1: they, they do a cool skull like eyes thing where like yeah you know that like you hear with the cartoon occasionally is like where
0: like they show him pulling the mask off but like as he pulls it off you actually kind of zoom out to re- recognize that it's in the guy's uh, like reflection of his eyes yeah uh, and you can actually see like the life draining from him as well right. at the same time which is also very fun um because it's almost like his body runs cold in two different ways, which uh-huh. I think is very cool. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: but yeah, this is an interesting scene because I think that the Tonesburg Wall thing is something that they wouldn't need to take with them in our quote unquote main timeline. I was starting to say in our world, but um in our timeline because he gets the test and he keeps it. Right. You know, and so like he doesn't need this backup plan. And so when he's like, okay. I've lost my main force of attack. What can I do next? Oh, I know. What if I summoned the thing that basically Hydra's whole thing is based off of, right? Right. So, like, that's where, like, his next line of thinking is. And it is very interesting to me, though, that, like, sorry. They do it so fast, like the stealing of the Tesseract, that they don't even get any guns like in my head I was thinking surely they still have some munitions surely they still have something you know they're gonna power things through nope they didn't even get the first test run of Arnhem making a battery basically
1: it was still in the shopping bag that got Uh, it in and he was on his way still in the original packaging exactly yeah Yeah.
0: and so like them stealing that wall was fascinating Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to see the, which is such such a weird thing to say because, like, I don't want to see and, like, root for these guys. Sure. But, like, I would love to see what the line of thinking was. Like, <laughs> because you can't do, I guess, like, a 3D model printing kind of situation now.
1: Sure, right. Or back
0: then, like you could now. You probably also couldn't really take that good of a picture, you know? Right. right. Back then, it's not like you had 1080p stuff or even 4K. Right. So, like, you know, you had to physically take the full wall.
1: Well and if you don't care about like the surrounding structure, it's a lot easier to just bust up the the whole thing and then just take it.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. But also how do you transport a wall? That's my question.
2: Hmm. Truck.
1: Yeah, flatbed.
2: You tear down the wall. Mm
1: -hmm. Mr. Red Skull. Tear down
0: that wall.
1: (laughs) That's a good actually that's a great idea. In this in this universe, manager Velt, great call. Excellent, right. great call.
0: Okay, here's a question for you. Let's. What if. Do you think Manager Velt is still alive in this universe?
1: Yes. Because Peggy has beaten up the Hydras and the Nazis before they've gotten a chance to be at the any factories. of these plat. Yeah, in these factories.
0: Do you think he gets hired at all still by Hydra, or do you think that. Because there's no factories, he's just at his factory job, as normal, making I don't know whatever factories made right. back then. Nutcrackers in Germany.
2: VW parts. Yeah. yeah. Fanta.
1: Yeah.
2: Falco.
0: I actually don't have anything else other other than that whole thing. Yeah. About the whole thing about them stealing the wall.
1: Yeah. Let's do an Avengers ensemble.
0: Avengers ensemble.
1: Uh, that was the theme song, not uh, right. No one knows but me that that was what I was doing. So, Red Skull I mean, I slash Schmidt is played by Ross Marquand, Mark mm-hmm. Marquand, Marquand,
2: Marquand, Marquand,
1: Marquand, Marquand. Uh, Jamiroquand, right, right, exactly. The future's made of f- virtual Rossanity, is what he likes to say. Um, he was in six, ep- He uh, he's a prolific voice actor, and oh, uh, yeah, so uh. The things that I picked out <laughs> were he was in six episodes of Invincible, which is one of the two Amazon Prime mm-hmm. superheroes. But but what if they were not great? A little
0: bit more adult, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, he was in hundred and fifty. Uh, he played Rudy Connors slash the Immortal in that in that television program.
0: Invincible. By the way, I think I've mentioned it briefly on this show before. Great series. Is, I've, I've
1: heard really, really great bad. things about it. Yeah, for it's
0: sure. really good. It's very very violent.
1: I'm so interested to see J. Jonah and Jameson, Jameson as a as a superhero, which is uh what I assume yes. is the is the case. Yeah. Great. He was in 115 episodes of The Walking Dead. He played Aaron. Um A A R that's a double A, not an E. A um Yeah, A Aaron, right. Uh he was Ultron in Avengers Quantum Encounter, Doctor Strange 2, two episodes of What If and Avengers Damage Control. Uh, and he played Red Skull, in addition mm-hmm. to this, in one episode of Robot Chicken and Avengers 3 and 4. Oops, spoilers. Yep. So that is Russ Mark, was,
0: Mark. That was what I was going to say, was that like this is not his first time being the Red Skull.
1: Right, exactly. But it is on the timeline.
0: He was he so did it in the good future the past. at it. True. He, he was so good at it in Infinity War, though, by the way, that when I first... Saw that, I genuinely did not realize it wasn't Hugo Weaving. Right. Until I was looking at the credits and went, wait, what? <laughs> that wasn't and I act I actually was like, Holy shit. I like I literally thought Hugo Weaving had stepped back into the role. Yeah. He did such a good job of like doing his exact voice.
1: Hugo Ross. Um oh, so the Nazi general who doesn't get a name, even though he has way more lines than uh manager Welt, uh, is played by <laughs> Daryl Hammond. Yeah, that Daryl Hammond. Really? Um, he huh. uh, famously was in, was George Washington in the last Sharknado, colon, It's About Time, which <laughs> uh, members of the uh-huh. Scavengers Net Patreon will know because I wrote a live, uh, a live blog about it as I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. it is a, sometimes you watch movies and you're like, oh, the movies I watch are all very straightforward. That's all I need to say about that. Um that movie yeah, was no not.
0: no Sharknado movie is.
1: Yeah. And this was like the culmination, so there were like right. callbacks galore. It was I was like, wait, what does that mean? Type, type, type. Ah, Sharknado 3, got it. Mm, yeah. Um and then uh he was uh on SNL from nineteen ninety-five to two thousand nine, which was the record for the longest tenure on SNL, 14 seasons, until Ken Thompson. Yep. Kenan Thompson beat that in 2017, which means that for eight years, he had the record of longest uh, thing. Um, and also... Then in 2014... <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yes, 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 yes. In 2014, he began being the SNL announcer, which he is still doing. So, You know
0: what else he is, but you won't see it on IMDb. You're, for like, your I think at least two, maybe three years, he was... Um, Colonel Sanders for KFC commercials.
1: Oh, sure. Remember when they did that, like, multiverse of Colonel Sanders? Yes,
0: which was honestly very fun yeah, to some extent. For sure. But, like, I really loved his. His yeah. were really, really funny. Yeah. Excuse me. That's where it started, I feel
1: like. I'm sure. I'm sure that that was definitely like a, let's see who all we can get, because we got Daryl mm-hmm. Hammond, and let's go through Daryl Hammond's Rolodex, colon, right. KFC. <laughs>
0: Well, yes, KFC does go through your colon.
1: Yeah, I think we're all thinking it, and I really like that.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt part of your Daryl Hammond run, though.
1: Nope, uh, that was it. Daryl Hammond. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it was not the longest run like he had on SNL for eight years. Uh, Right. Yeah. Which then got. Keenan reacts (laughs) by doing a longer tenure at SNL. Um, (sighs) So Good. It's Kenan. weird how long well, Kenan Thompson has been in my life as a as a person that I, I watch on the television Yeah, stream.
0: that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, like he's been all there that for time. basically all that time. as long as all that time. He's been there as long as I can really remember, you know?
1: And, you know, he played a character named Russ. So it's like Ross and Russ.
0: Interesting.
1: But okay, in, yeah. Uh, D2 of the Mighty Ducks when he it all demonstrated his uh, patented knuckle puck, which is... Your what makes Oh, I got possible. banned from
2: Facebook for showing that off.
1: Uh-huh. There it is. Mm-hmm. That was the Moose Knuckle Puck, which was... <laughs> right. That was from Slapshot 2, the legend continues. Um, continue, uh, it's contu- continues, <laughs> which was the sequel to Slapshot 2.
0: Speaking of shows and movies that involve children, let's throw a kid in the river. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and let's do let's do maybe a recommendation?
1: Yes, I have a specific recommendation I want to extract from James. All right. So that's going to do it. But before we go, uh, James, I have noticed that you have tweeted from a certain account today about a certain podcast that I would like you to recommend because you're going to be bringing it back soon so I can get some closure on this book. Go ahead. Oh,
2: uh, I'm. <laughs> I don't know about soon. Soon seems soon. premature. Uh, that's disappointingly what it means. premature. That, that's um, was I <laughs> got him. I did. Uh, okay. I did. Maybe tweet from at World Beyond Pod for uh, yeah. the World Beyond the Tale, which is a page by page, day by day reading and analysis and annotation of Neil Gaiman's book, American Gods. Uh, I started way back when they started the TV show, so like a thousand years ago, and now the show has been canceled and my show has been dormant because life. But uh, I've got a lot of notes. Um, I've got this, I was gonna say beautiful recording space. I have an adequate recording space. It's a nice recording space. Lots of concrete, lots of... uh, crap that i haven't unpacked yet but yeah, yeah the show will be will be returning eventually um i don't want to I, I don't want to re- release anything until i actually have you know a really good build up just like days uh-huh. and days and days of build up and mm-hmm. i'm just going to release it all over the internet and it's going to mm-hmm. be just great mhm
1: mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: i think i think everyone's going to really enjoy mm-hmm. that yep. audio mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm
2: mhm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. updates at World Beyond Pod. Uh, <laughs> I've been paying for for the uh, the Pinecast fees for the last like three years while I haven't nice. been doing jack crap with it. So very nice, you know, lining lining somebody's pocket there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about um, because I always um, this is for you, James. I always toyed with the idea of doing a page by page eleven twenty two sixty three podcast. Ooh, and Boy. I did record one episode for a patreon possibly unabashedly obsessed maybe um maybe scavengers i don't know when it was uh but i was thinking that when you start releasing world beyond the tail page world beyond the page what's the name of your podcast that i love so much
2: yeah exactly tail. i don't know I, I only made i did world beyond the tail yeah yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that, that one right.
1: uh when you do that i'll do the same page in eleven twenty two sixty three and and go and see if I can like compare contrast with what you talked about on your episode with what happens on my page as like a something.
2: I think they're going to be really similar. Yeah. You know, like just like one to one. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, James. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it coming back. And you have like over a hundred episodes.
2: Yeah. uh, Right now there's a lot of content out there. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's just talking about it. Yeah. Everyone's just real horny for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left off on page two hundred and thirty-one on April seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So
1: felt, it felt like I uh, was going to be over, say, saying it too much uh, to say over two hundred. Um, but uh, so you would have been right. I would have been
2: right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping to have new episodes. What is it? August. I'm hoping by the end of the year to have everything researched because it takes Excellent. time and energy. Yeah. But I'm closed next week at the library. Don't
0: tell anyone that I might work on my podcast. Love I'll
2: it. I'll be filing things diligently.
1: Yeah, listen, you're doing right. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing, like, I think that it right. all counts. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they, they don't care as long as I pick up a book every
1: once in a while. You know, exactly. A yeah. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Um,. We're going to put the wall back in place and join you back on our regular timeline soon. Uh, But for now and forever, probably, I am James Anderson.
2: I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Bone Licker. Mm Excelsior. Excelsior.
0: It's Colin Parker. One more time, uh, this is Editor Colin jumping back into the episode to record something uh, not about the episode that you just heard, but about something that uh, I know we've mentioned a couple of times in the show very briefly, and we've had a couple of ads for it. But because we're getting really close to the time of uh, the event, I wanted to just drop it and make sure that I give you like a full breakdown of what's happening Uh, on September 17th it's a saturday there's going to be an event called the scavengers network indie podcast showcase it's actually on friday night as well um but on the saturday show or the saturday event um timeline scavengers is going to be doing a live show at 5 40 p.m eastern time um so you know 4 40 central you know you can do the math you can figure that out for yourself Um, But it's going to be at www.snipshowcase.com or twitch.tv slash thescavengersnetwork. Uh, It's going to be an event that goes all day from 11 a.m. Eastern until we're hoping to finish it out at about 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, And it's going to be a weekend of a whole bunch of shows from the Scavengers Network and some that are off of our network, some that are part of our community. And I think you're going to have a blast if you come by. James and I Uh, have made the event for us just wild. Uh, I don't want to reveal exactly what our plan is, but we did a lot of research for this one, uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So once again, that is Saturday, September 17th at 5.40 p.m. Eastern on www.twitch.tv slash The Scavengers Network. We'll see you there.